Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Designing Design. Elements of design influence every aspect of our lives. Design is an intimate part of everyone's day-to-day life. For example, right now, while you listen to this bookie whether you're using a phone or a computer, whether your device is connected to a speaker and you are sharing it with others, or you're listening to it on headphones, every gadget you're using is the product of design. In everyday life, we have long since ceased to be satisfied with basic functionality, instead we are accustomed to choosing well-designed and items that suit our individual requirements. Omnipresent, we are surrounded by design. In everything we do, while we work, communicate, entertain, and in many other activities, design is involved although we may not be conscious of its effect. By contrast, when we are design-aware we complain about awkward unfunctional design and we visit exhibitions to appreciate high-quality design. The best often wins our hearts. While you're loving the convenience that design brings to your life, Do you ever think about what makes a good design? When a design aesthetic awakens your senses with a novel experience, do you ever question how far design can go? Designing design addresses these questions. Whether you are a designer, an enthusiast, or just curious, this is a book filled with the insight of a design master alongside excellent examples of Japanese design. The book's author Kenya Hara is a master of graphic design in a style typically associated with Japanese aesthetics. His roles include representative at Nippon Design Center, professor at the Musashino Art University, and art director at Muji. Examples of his design are the leaflets and programs for the opening and closing ceremonies of the Nagano Winter Olympic Games, pamphlets and posters for the 2005 World Exposition in Aichi, and the regeneration project of Matsuya Ginza. Not only is he skilled in constructing multi-sensory visual design experiences, but also he has gained international renown for his unique research insights in design theory. Hara has won international acclaim for both design and writing. Next, let's track Hara's concepts, understanding, appreciating, and sensing his design aesthetics through three stages. Part 1. What is design? Part 2. What is designing design? Part 3. Japanese design style. First, let's probe what design is. Design originated as soon as our ancient ancestors rose from all fours and started walking upright. Standing freed their hands. It allowed humans to use tools, to become more powerful, and maintain an edge over other animals. The first humans used two kinds of tools, sticks and vessels. Sticks are straightforward, but what were the vessels? Rather than bringing their mouths to the water as other animals do, the early humans scooped up water in their hands and brought it to their mouths. Already, their hands served as vessels. Sticks could amplify physical strength. They gradually evolved into many other types of tools that gradually transformed human life on earth. On the other hand, vessels developed into a variety of boxes, bottles, cans, pots, cabinets, and so on. Beyond these basic items, devices for storing knowledge developed, such as books and disk drives. With the emergence of different classes in human society, designs were endowed with a new function, decoration. 
embellishment could display authority or power. For example, the surfaces of Chinese bronze were often covered in complex and delicate patterns. Taking advantage of the sense of awe humans experience when they see intricate designs, the ruling classes conceived of a way to influence social cohesion. Through the power of design and decoration, they maintained the unity of tribe and nation. As well as in China, we can see the state's authority and power represented in delicate and complicated patterns in the Islamic cultures of the Middle East and across Europe. The mechanized production of the Industrial Revolution introduced machines that imitated the appearance of handmade goods. These were produced in vast quantities and at speeds that traditional craftspeople could not have imagined. It caused unprecedented damage to traditional crafts. People began to worry about the degradation of craft aesthetics. For example, the mechanically produced items shown at the London Great Exhibition of 1851 lacked cultural resonance and had the appearance of inferior imitations of handmade products. Mechanized production spreading from Britain in the mid-19th century was met with criticism. As a consequence, people started to pay attention to the importance of design. Sir Nicholas Pevsner is an art historian whose book Pioneers of Modern Design records the ideas of two people, John Ruskin, a theorist and advocate of social reform, and William Morris, the founder of the arts and crafts movement. Both have had a profound influence on modern design. They bitterly attacked mechanized production and highlighted its negative effects on life. They believed that the beauty of handmade products could make life like a work of art, while the crude designs of mechanized products annihilated the soul. Their passion for modern art and craft practices influenced a whole generation. Over the following hundred or so years, a range of artistic revolutions swept the globe. Often their advocates were intent on disruption, challenging or completely destroying artistic decorum and its norms of traditions. In 1919, the Bauhaus Design School opened in Weimar, Germany. The institution has a vital place in the history of design. Its emergence united a scattered group of aesthetic concepts, giving them new life and establishing new norms. The Bauhaus promoted integrated design, considering technological developments and artistic concerns to be harmonious. Mechanized production was regarded as positive. The purpose of producing well-designed objects was no longer based on abstract ideas of beauty, function and utility were of primary importance. The collaboration between artists, entrepreneurs, and technicians was the core of this new design aesthetic. Under the influence of the Bauhaus, modern design turned from idealism to realism, advancing the development of industrial design. In the second half of the 20th century, after two devastating world wars, society was in tatters. Economics replaced conflict as a new way for countries to assert supremacy. Different countries developed different design characteristics promoted to bolster their economies. In Japan, for example, industrial mass production required standardized product design. In the United States, design supported marketing. The look and style of products were constantly changed to satisfy consumers' love of both the new and the classic. Novel products coming on the market encouraged continuous consumption. In Germany, design belonged in a continuum with other rational disciplines, scientific innovation, and behavioral research. According to Hara, the goal of design is to convey information. 
but this does not mean designers should solely rely on strong visual effects to deliver information. Instead, a design should affect multiple senses. Sight, touch, smell, and numerous other factors guide people to the information that designers want to show. Humans rely on the combination of their organs to sense and understand the world. All five senses deliver information to the brain. Through association and memory, these pieces of data build into a sensory architecture. The important point is that the way people perceive the world is never singular. It is three-dimensional and complex. Therefore, when a designer composes picture, graphic, or product design, they desire to stimulate a full sensory experience. They must take a vibrant 360-degree view of the world and synthesize the information in order to evoke similar experiences and feelings in us so that we empathize and appreciate their designs. Hara's designs allow us to experience this process. As an outstanding Japanese designer, Hara was responsible for the graphics for the opening and closing ceremonies of the 1998 Winter Olympic Games in Nagano, Japan. He envisaged that the print material should not only meet the basic function of providing content but also convey the hospitality of Japanese people to visitors of all nations. Beyond this, he believed the event's program should be a memorial for the Winter Olympics for all who attended the opening and closing ceremonies. It would act as a repository of all the great memories of athletes, spectators, and staff. Here is what Hara did to achieve this goal. In terms of graphic design, he selected some fundamental elements that could represent Japan and the Olympic Games. Among these were the Olympic flag, a burning Olympic torch, and the temple bell and wooden pillars from the Nagano Prefecture's landmark Senkoji Temple, the highest-ranking Yokozuna symbol in Japanese sumo wrestling. In terms of the layout, for the English and French, he used the horizontal typography common to Western countries and applied the vertical orientation of some traditional Eastern cultures to the Japanese text. This was the first time that such a combined design was used for a major international occasion, respecting the different cultural traditions of East and West. The final piece of the puzzle was to pay attention to the physical feel of the design. The Winter Olympics are a celebration of winter. When people think of the season, their strongest thoughts are of snow and ice. To evoke these memories, Hara asked a paper mill to develop a special white paper for the cover. The paper was soft, like a field covered after a heavy snowfall. Then, using a special hot press process, the text was pressed into the paper so that the text was embossed. Due to the heat, the paper fibers melted and became as transparent like ice. This paper of ice and snow could be experienced, not only visually but also through the soft feel of the paper through the indented and raised text that you could touch. Such an idea transcends conventional graphic design experiences. As a last gesture, in intense red, a burning torch was printed on the cover in the middle of the snow-white paper. For Hara this completed the construction of the program design's information architecture. The booklet had become a beautifully realized vessel that could reflect visitors' experience of winter snow and ice, and sustain their memories of the Nagano Winter Olympics. Through the above examples, we have realized that it is inevitable to undergo a long and tortuous thinking process to complete an outstanding design that will move people. Behind the work, the information architecture is not generated spontaneously. The designer builds it piece by piece. 
it is a deliberate strategy intended to stimulate senses towards finally achieving an emotional response. The aim is to connect memories and autonomous associations. So how do you cultivate this kind of design mindset? Put simply, there are three approaches. First, forget all familiar experiences, explore the world, and center attention on the unknown. Previous experience is likely to limit your imagination and creativity. Your eyes will only be attuned to beauty when your mind is receptive. Second, ask creative questions and seek creative answers. Finally, remain inquisitive in order to fully embrace the unknown unimpeded. You'll be more likely to find satisfying answers by being led by curiosity. One of the book's case studies allows us to understand the process of cultivating a design mindset. In this example from Musashino Art University, Hara led students investigating the Shimanto River in Shikoku Island, Japan. Very few researchers had been there before due to the remoteness of the location. Exploring with a mindset focused on the unknown came naturally with absolutely no prior knowledge of the river. With the research theme If the River Were a Road, one of the teams used digital image simulations to discern the essence of the river. First, the researchers surveyed each river basin photographically. Next, they overlaid the river images with images of asphalt roads. In the resulting composites, the river appeared as a winding road, with ripples in water represented by white lines dividing the asphalt surface into lanes. Instead of perceiving the river in a conventional way, the researchers were able to view the river from a different perspective. This is an example of Hara's concept of abandoning the knowledge of past experiences, offering unfettered access to the unknown. That concludes part one where we've heard about the origin and evolution of design. We've learned that form Hara, design involves creating sensory information architecture in the audience's mind. Maintaining curiosity and being centered on the unknown are the keys to foster a design mindset, this is how to discover unique problems yet to be solved. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.